Welcome to the Talk and Chatter Experience, powered by Gasoline Alley Harley-Davidson and M33 Productions. For all your photo and video requirements, get in touch with us today. My guest today is Christina Vithoukas. Christina had a motorcycle accident in 2018 that changed the course of her life. She had come up short on a jump that damaged her T5 vertebrae, which left her a paraplegic. In the weeks after the accident, Christina was determined to be the quickest person out of the rehabilitation centre. And she was. Christina has a zest and raw passion for life that is infectious and an inspiration. Head over to our iTunes to give us a rating and a review and make sure you hit subscribe on YouTube. Do you want me to introduce myself? Yeah. Yeah, please. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm here with Mick. <laughs> uh, I'm Christina Bethorkus. I'm glad we got that intro out of the way because we've done it a few times now and uh, I really can't do your last name <laughs> live because I'm pretty nervous about it. So <laughs> I've, thought, I've probably thought about it for too many days, but uh, welcome, Christina V. Thank you. Thank you. Well... You're in Queensland. You've obviously been travelling around for a bit now doing some different things. Who's Christina? Uh, Good question. Uh, She is a 26-year-old from South Australia, country girl, uh, a twin, so there's two of me. The other one can walk. And I am still discovering myself. I think that's the best part about um, life that I'm finding right now that you can always change and not be the same person. So at the moment... She's addicted to travelling, building a drift car and just having fun. It's, it's a pretty cool way to um, like follow your path. You're sort of just creating along, plotting it out sort of thing, every, every sort of step you go. And uh, sitting down talking to you before we got in, that sort of seems how you are at the moment, just cruising along, just doing, doing your thing, what you want to do, yeah? Yeah, just w- wherever the wind takes me, like I'm just I'm going with the flow. How does that feel? It feels very like liberating and like I say to most people like for someone that's paralyzed I don't like to sit still and I feel like a lot of people that you know pity me or feel sorry for me since having the accident three years ago I always like just like laugh inside of my head because it's just like you may have your legs and you might be sitting in front of me but I just think of your mind and think like your mind might be more paralyzed than my legs would ever be so I'm out here living my life with no limitations and it's just great. I, um, I absolutely appreciate that, that uh, attitude and I think it's something that, just judging by what I've seen of yourself and I've followed your journey vicariously on the outside, um, it was probably something you had already anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, I had uh, someone message me the other day like, like, did you just like wake up like this and decide to live like... But I feel like I had that um, attitude before my injury, my injury just highlighted it to Instagram and it was like a perfect example to be like putting it to the test and putting it on some sort of platform where people could see how will she handle it, where I feel like before my injury, like I had this before and no one noticed it besides myself, so. People have things in a shell, hey? Yeah. Like it, it's there, but sometimes something needs to present itself to be out. Yeah, or like I used to always think of like um, what's that show? Um, you know, like not America's got yeah, America's got talent. All those X factors, and you'd always be like, yeah, okay, what's their feel sorry for me story? Like their parents died, or they had yeah. this, and you always say it's like, does someone always have to have a story? And I remember saying to myself like, I felt like I feel like I have that, but without the story. Now it's like, oh shit, now I got the story. <laughs> now now I'm one of those like, okay, I paralyzed myself, but there's people out there that could have the exact same mindset of me. Yep. And not understand that they don't need that behind them to, you know, be someone that's this resilient. 
That, that's one of the, the, the incredible... Are you going on Australia's Got Talent? No. Are you singing? <laughs> I cannot sing. Well, there, there goes that thing. Well, we, you clearly got an echo in the room earlier. So um, but that, that, is, that is so true as an observation though. You see it and every time it's, you know, um, such and such has happened to me and it's like the producers of that just must dig into that yeah. to try and get that. There's never a nice story that comes through it. Yeah, well, it's just like people... Like, I feel like you just don't need to have that, to have an excuse to live your life and chase yep. your dreams and stuff like that. Like, it, it shouldn't be like that. Well, I, I wish um, people could have seen that before my um, accident and they would have realised, oh, yeah, when the accident happened, they would have been like, okay, yeah, no, we didn't actually, we weren't shocked with the way Christina responded because they would have already known me. But everyone was so shocked and I was, like, in hospital. I'm like, guys, like, and even the guy that held my neck when I paralysed myself, Jeremy Nanks, shout out, um, he was holding my neck for, like, an hour while I was uh, waiting for the ambos. And he messaged me not long ago and he goes, I remember in hospital, Christina, you said, like, you're just so, like, you're so happy that it happened to you because you're the one out of all of us that could handle it. And, um, yeah, just crazy. <laughs> like, I, I, knew, I knew I'd be able to handle it before and just, I'm glad people can believe it now and they've, they've obviously witnessed it. Funny statement, that. Yeah. You know, that I, I've, got a, I've got a two friends that one's a fiery. Yep. And the other one's um, defence force, and one of them sa- uh, held held a motorcycle rider until till the end, sort of thing. And I'm like, I don't know how he did it. And some people have a thing in them that he he, he said to me, he goes, I'm the, I'm the one that should be there because I can handle that. Yeah. I'm like, ah, and same obviously with yourself with, within that. And my other ones are fiery, and some of the accidents they go to on you know road collisions and stuff. I just, I just how, how do you do it? And he goes, well, there's certain people like me in the world that can do it. So that's why I do it. I'm like, yeah. yeah, it makes sense. I never, ever thought about it until those couple of conversations, I guess. Yeah. And I guess I can't really understand it because I only know it from my perspective. Yep. But I just knew, I was like, this is fine. Like this is, I can I can go down this path. Yep, I'm right with it. Mm. What were you as a kid? You, you a biker or a... What, what? No. Who was Christina? No, never even rode a dirt bike. Uh, yep. We did have a quad, like mm-hmm. a four-wheeler. Um, me and Irene would like finish school and like even like in high school I remember the school bus would drop us off down the driveway we have like a 200 meter long driveway and we would like power walk as we get close to the house and like run to the quad to see you could ride it first and we'll just go around the block um now that I think of it it kind of makes sense with like the whole drift car and wanting to go fast because Irene and I would literally go sit on the corner of our property and wait for a semi-truck to come around and would sit there and as soon as a semi-truck would come we'd both like just drag it along the highway but like on our property (laughs) um so we we had that like adrenaline rush I guess and always outdoors always playing in the mud in high school we only had like really guy friends um uh in high uh, uh, sorry in primary school and high school I remember uh, Mr. B, my teacher, would come over to us and he's like, girls, you've got to hang out with the girls sometimes. I'm like, nah, like, we want to be with the boys. So, I don't know, me and Irene were always a bit of, like, yeah, tomboys and outgoing and we always had each other. But, um, yeah, didn't find dirt bikes till I was, like, 19 years old. So, that's when, yeah, life kind of changed from there. Did, when, when you got to dirt bikes, was that, like, a door opening? Did yeah. that change? It did? Yeah, yeah I remember... Um, one of my exes had it and I jumped on the back and like straight away like sitting on the back of the bike within like the first few minutes I was just like I need my own like I, I can't even handle being behind him like I need to be in front controlling one of these I didn't even 
it was first time I owned a dirt, like a two wheeler. And um, yeah, like within a couple of weeks, found a 85 CR 85 two stroke. God, it's been so long. Um, and yeah, got one straight away. So straight into it at yeah. that point. Yep. Yeah. And jumps, everything? like. Uh, first day riding this um, 85 out at Port Gawler. Um, second gear, didn't know how to use a clutch. I think I just knew the brakes and rode around this enduro track in second gear. Didn't, I, I couldn't even change because I was so scared, just petrified of like falling. Um, took me about, I think it was like a year before I even hit a jump. I was so scared. And the moment I hit a jump, I think it was like actually a year and a half about, um, I hit my first jump on tabletop and I remember because I was like, fuck yeah, this is sick. Like, <laughs> I just did the biggest jump and I remember going to my ex, like, can I see the video? And it was literally like <laughs> like a 30 centimetre air time. Um, but, yeah, within four months I went to um, SA Ride Park and hit 50 foot on my first day. So it kind of like just, yeah. Accelerated quick. Yeah, yeah. really quick. <laughs> it's whether it be drift or, you know, bikes or anything, it's an addiction, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Addiction to like <laughs> – mum hates it when I say this, but I'm always just like everything that makes me feel like I'm about to die, like – that's what I like. Like <laughs> it's that like close to death experience where you're feeling like you're about to die, but you're actually the most alive in that moment. And you sort of um, you've removed yourself from it. You've pulled back. You've pulled back a little bit from that. Nice. Honestly, it, I, I I still plan to get back into the dirt bike scene. I love it. Like I will never. Like I can't see myself ever getting rid of a dirt bike. Um, it's just the drift car that I'm building at the moment has cost so much money that I cannot afford to even look at the dirt bike. Well, there's probably like at the current rate of uh, things are, it's probably like 10 houses in a drift car yeah. to build one at the moment. So yeah. what are you building? Uh, S13 yep. with a LS1 motor in it. I'm, I'm still learning everything about it. But um, when I went, same thing happened with the drifting. I went drifting for the first time and the first corner, it was just like that, the same type of... Um, I don't even know how to explain it. It was just like epiphany moment. I was just like, it reminded me of the day I went on a dirt bike for the first time. So I knew when I went on that first um, corner, I was just like, okay, now my life's going to be taken over by a drift car. <laughs> like, it's on. Yep. Just, just the same way as the dirt bikes did. Like with the dirt bikes, I remember I was new to it and I was still out there riding. I was studying uni, working, and I'd still manage to ride three times a week. I was a dick. I used to take a 10 litre jerry can with me to the track and um, go through it, like the fuel, that, like I would not stop. I would be the first one at Port Gawler. The owners knew me. They would even come out and they'd be like, yep, Christina, we're just going to go start prep, like packing up this, like you're right to go till dark and I'll be the last one leaving. Um, so I, I just, if I'm going to do something, I just like get full um, passionate about it and with the drift car, like that's what I'm doing now. So you'll be at Archerfield. Yeah, so that's yeah. so that when I was looking at my land, I was like, first thing I did, checked my um, address <laughs> and I put it um, how close to Archerfield. I'm like, oh, sweet, 20 minutes from Archerfield. Like, that's perfect. Perfect. I can tell it there. No dramas. Yeah. That's cool. Like, it's one of those things, like, if you're into something, why not do it? Yeah. You know, why not get into it as much as, much as possible? I think it's like the feeling that you get from it. Um, not having passions growing up, I really, I think, like, missed out on that growing up. I never... I could always see like my mates wakeboarding or like horse riding or like just doing something and I just never had that something like why I don't know I had my sister I yeah. think we just had each other my family we loved traveling overseas but it just 
I guess you don't find something that you love unless you try it. And yep. uh, if I didn't have one of those exes get me on the back, wouldn't have gotten dirt bikes. If I didn't have my mate invite me out drifting, I wouldn't be building a drift car right now. So it's like one of those things, like when once you do find it, it's just like you got to go hard at it because you don't want to like live your life and die regretting not spending more time doing the things that you love. Yeah, it's such a such a small opportunity, yeah. really. Like if you if you live for say you live for seventy years, yeah, you know the first whatever your kid don't get the chance to even think about them. The last ones, who knows? But yeah. small opportunity to do the things you really love, isn't it? Yeah, really. Yeah, it's oh, it's, I remember one of the, one of the videos that always say um, sticks in my head is one of those. Um, it was like one of those jar videos where like they put in all the bowls and like the big bowls is the amount of time you spend sleeping. So like that takes up half the jar. Yep. Then the other bowls are your work and that takes up the rest of it. You know what yep. I mean? And it's all, and it's like now how much time do you have left doing the things that make you like really happy? And I remember that video was stuck in me. I'm like, wow, those little, even if they're just little bowls, make those the best. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm just. They've got to be gold. Like, yeah, gold. Yeah. yeah. Just, it doesn't matter those foam ones because they're shitty anyway. Yeah. It's just like those gold. That jar's going to be worth way more than anyone else's jar. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Can you explain happiness? That feeling. What's that feeling like? Of the drift car or the bike. What, can you explain that to me? I did, oh, you're putting me on the spot here. Um, happiness. I don't know. I, th I feel like my happiness is. My, when I'm when I've got adrenaline running through me, yeah. I've got every time I'm happy, my adrenaline is pumping. I feel like I can express myself, and no one else is around me. And that's why, like, a lot of people ask me, like, oh, you know, once you get in a wheelchair, I mean, everyone does it. I don't, I don't care if you're one of those people that have asked me. They're like, okay, what uh, wheelchair sport are you going to do in the Olympics? Like, it's like always Paralympics and I'm just, or they'll be like tennis or this. I'm like, I'm not a team sports player. Like, yeah. that's why I love the dirt bikes, I think. And that's why with the drift car, it's like, I'm on my own. It's something that you could just completely rely on yourself and pushing yourself. You're not relying on anyone else to get you further. Like, it's all on you. And I think that's what makes me happy is when I'm on my own. That's why I like to travel on my own, yeah. come here on my own. I, like, I've had, you know, people want to like come road trip with me and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> okay, fine. But I like deep down, I'm like, I just want to do it all on my own. Your independence, like I've got some friends that couldn't do the stuff you do. <laughs> like in all seriousness, like even just the communication of getting to this point to come here today, I'm like, no shit. Some of the stuff I'm like, you want this? No, no. All good. Don't worry. See you there. See you there at twelve thirty. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, I'm like okay, no worries. So, your your independence must be uh, take away the chair, take away the lot. That's probably something that you've always been as a character. I'm guessing, yeah. Just a solo. Uh, yeah, I th I think so, but m more so now. Mm. More so now with the wheelchair. I think um, before I was like that. My first race riding dirt bikes, I rocked up on my own. My um, ex wasn't that he was interstate um, and I had one of a girlfriend come and support me, but like I'd rock up to the track on my own. Like I did do those stuff, but like I wouldn't dare to like come here and do this without like having my sister with me or yeah. like, I don't know. I just wouldn't even do it to be honest. Where now it's just, I'm on a different level now. Sibling relationships are hard. Mm. Have you always been good with your sister? No. No? <laughs> no. Like, uh, as in, like, we f 
fight like so much but um since my accident like and not that we don't we never not loved each other but um since my accident like like shit like now we hang up the phone saying like I love you like I wouldn't even say it to my sister but now it's like love you or if I hang up on her and she says love you and we're like I just miss it and I hang up she'll text me she's like you didn't say it back I'm like I love you (laughs) where um especially through the accident I think I've just uh matured a lot and realized that you can't hold grudges like you can't like it ends up hurting you more than it hurts the person and it's just a waste of time. So when me and Irene have our little tiffs, like I just, yeah, we don't even do that now. We just resolve it straight away and now we're like the best we've ever been. That's a cool relationship, isn't it, yeah. to be like that? Yeah, and I know because I have other people messaging me like, I wish, you know, me and my sister, we fight and like, or they say I don't talk to my sister and I just feel sorry for them because it's like, you kind of need to like nearly die to realise that that's pointless <laughs> and like these people just live and they don't communicate and I, I get it, like you, you can't choose your family but um, sometimes some aren't good for you but like <laughs> there's things, like they say, like don't fight over a paper bag. Yeah, yeah, pick, pick your battles, hey, yeah. you know, and grudges, grudges go forever. Yeah. Like quite literally it's like sometimes you're like, really, you can have a grudge about that for yeah, it's just, just on your shoulders. They don't care. Like, yeah. Explain the accident. Accident. Um, I would if I didn't knock myself out. Yeah. Um, part, <laughs> nah, le- part leading up to. Yeah, no, nah, part leading up to it. I was back at the place I first ever learned to hit a jump, SA yep. Ride Park. Um, they had a – it was like a 50-foot jump um, with a big table um, tabletop pushed up to it where, like, that's where I learned to jump. So I was, you know, casing it, casing it, and then – finally learning to clear it where this day I went to another jump where they didn't have that big tabletop it was like a proper ramp gap um landing and generally I just I'm always nervous like always have to do like a nervous poo before a race and stuff like (laughs) sorry too much information but it's true I don't know a lot of people will be able to be like "Mm, yep um (laughs) so Always had nerves and I remember it used to say I had a rule with myself um, when hitting a ramp. If you don't hit it by the third jump, forget about it because then you're just going to psych yourself out. Like if you don't – you're going to have to conquer it eventually so you just might as well do it by the third jump. So I used to do like three speed checks and then do the jump Um, at SA Ride Park. um, This jump just – I wasn't familiar with it. The run-up had lots of rocks and I was just like, nah, it's – I could feel my back tyre like – kind of like slit sliding around so I was like nah you know what let me get the mat so I grabbed the mat and got some of the guys to help me bring a mat over to get more traction for the run-up and it was just all these like little things that I was like fixing up and doing and I was just already more nervous than I usually am plus on a new jump so I knew I was just like fuck it and I had that attitude like fuck it you got the rule like you just got to go do it and I knew I came like I knew I was doing it like too short I knew I was going to land short um and I remember jumping and yeah and that's where the memory stops that's, it. <laughs> that's when the memory stops I crash the people that were around me all seen me the bike hits the top of the deck um actually I'll try to show the camera so you guys can see so the bike um bike hits the top of the deck and um the jump that I normally hit um, back in Victoria, it had like a really smooth transition from the top of the deck to the lander this one was very um sharp edge I don't know how to explain yep. that and when the back of the wheel hit the deck it kind of just like went like that and then like 
landed like that and threw my bike forward and I didn't expect that. My legs um, have come up. I've landed near my bike. So the bike's gone like this. I've My legs have flipped up. I've fallen on my head and shoulders. The back of my bum has hit my head. So I full scorpioned. They all heard my back snap. Um, my bike just rides off. It rides off all the way like 10 metres and just falls on the ground and only gets like scuff marks on the hand- handlebars. I took all the um, impact. It's just crazy. And, um, yeah, I was knocked out for like five minutes. Um, they all thought I was dead because I wasn't waking up. And, um, yeah, all I remember was when I was waking up on the ground, just like felt like someone literally was just stabbing my back, like just with a knife in my back. I was in so much pain. Uh, I knew I was paralysed because um, they were down at my legs saying, you know, can you feel this? Can you feel that? And I was just like sitting there. I'm like, no. Nah. Like I could just see them at my feet. I'm like, I can't feel that. Um, and yeah, just asking for the green whistle. Um, another friend of mine, Geordie, was um, messaging me the other day, and she reminded me that apparently, like, and this this will happen to everyone that's paralysed. Anyone that paralyzes themselves, um, immediately you feel like your legs are floating. Mm. Mine felt like they were up. So even though I knew I was paralysed, I remember like I was just on the ground asking for drugs and asking for um, them to put my legs down. I kept saying like, put my legs down, put my legs down. Even though my legs were flat, it was just, yeah, pretty full-on moment. We, were you amazed at the outreach after that? Like from the accident? Yeah. Oh, um, like I can never, ever, ever, like I can't even, it actually hurts me knowing that I can't repay and thank everyone individually for the amount of support, messages, just, just anything. Like I was... I remember being back like in hospital and everyone's just like, oh, how is she so positive? I'm like, how am I not? Like, how can I possibly sit here and feel sorry for myself when I have so many people, especially in the motor, motor community, it's huge, and motor community behind my back, everyone, social media, a lot of um, writers, Nobby, you know, like all these brands I still, you know, deal with, LSKD, like it's just people reaching out. I remember I was in ICU and like Robbie Madison, giving us a call and I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like it just it, it was just incredible. Like I could I could never thank everyone. And so if anyone's listening to this and they did anything, send me a message, whatever, thank you. Because <laughs> it's one of those things like you would have, you know, turned your phone on at some point. Yeah. It would have been a weird thing, you know. You know? It's a different yeah. world at that point. Yeah, like Bruce Cook was messaging. I was like, oh my God, cool, Bruce Cook. <laughs> I was like, sweet. He's like, talking about bowels and stuff. He's like, do you know what manual stimulation is? I'm like, what? Google that. I'll let you guys Google that. So, um, yeah, anyways, it was it was really surreal. But, yep. like, yeah. And that's, I guess, at, at this point is um, day one of education of new life, mm. isn't it? You know, you, you start again in yeah. a different way. Yeah, oh, definitely. Like, yep. I feel like when someone was saying this as well, <clears throat> like, asking me, like, am I really um, in tune with my body now? And I feel like that. I feel... I think that's why I love who I am today compared to who I was before because I really focus on myself, my body, how I'm feeling, you know, like I think people forget that the brain is an organ, you know, just as like just as much as you have to eat. I mean, we can't talk about like drinking Coke. Yeah, it's Um, not good. (laughs) Not good, but like just as important eating healthy is, it's like you got to treat that brain the same, you know what I mean? And yeah, I really had to focus on that in rehab. How, how was like your rehab stage? You obviously had great support and everything. How was that though? Was it 
obviously you tackled it head on, but was it was it tough rehab or how how did how did it work out for you? It, it wasn't tough. It was just gross because like everyone's shitting themselves in rehab. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like an environment. You're just like I want to get out of here. You could smell the bloody. It was just gross. And I remember saying that to uh, the nurses. I was just like. How long do I have to be there? Like you'll be here for three months to five months, and I was just like, no, I'm not. Who, I'm like, who, who's, you know, left this rehab the quickest? And they're like, oh, we had a guy, let like he left in like two months. I was like, sweet, I'm getting out of here in two months then. And yep. it was like a couple of days before two months. I was like, sweet, got out, made them give me the list of like everything that I had to check off, and I was like, just checking stuff off earlier. Um, but it, again, it was just kind of like fun for me because I mean, besides all the the dirty stuff that you have to deal with and learning all that, like that was kind of like shit. Like got to try, trying to learn how to live, like e- even like brushing my teeth, how to brush my teeth, how to put shoes on, like trying to do that at the same time as having so much support coming through and trying to communicate with everyone, having family coming and visiting. It was just like, it was a lot that you, you can't, it's kind of like a blur. Really? It just, yeah, yeah, just disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, it just, and you're on a lot of painkillers, like a lot of drugs. (laughs) Yeah, like, yeah, I guess there'd be still pain through the body, yeah? Like, there's just so much shock going around your whole body too. Yeah, yeah, and you're in spinal shock for the first three months, which um, means, like, I couldn't even feel if I was hungry or full for three months. So I'd sit there and just eat and just, like, not know when to stop. And I'd, like, look at my food and I'm like, okay, I think that's normally how much I eat. So I have to stop there and then actually that was one of the difficult things in rehab I remember um dealing with the phantom sensation um best way to describe it is like a amputee chops their you know gets their arm taken off and they say they can still feel their arm yeah exact same feeling that we get like I right now I can think about my left toe you know what I mean like I can I can think about yeah I, I can feel my legs right now just because I'm thinking about it and it's like a phantom sensation um, so for the first few months in rehab, that was actually probably the most painful feeling in rehab. I remember I'd try to go to sleep. I started listening to medi- uh, meditation music just to get to sleep because that sensation would be burning and it, it just felt like your legs were on fire and they would try to give me um, pre-gabalin, like this nerve blocker, and I'd never took it because we just read the side effects and I'm like, God, that's bad stuff. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so that, that was a bit of a struggle. With... Sorry to bring these questions. No, I, no, I, I just wanted to ask you that you've probably been asked hundreds of times, but I'm genuinely intrigued and I've read heaps and kept up to date. But yeah, I'm interested in, in that whole thing. With now, do you, you know how you said uh, at first, but the, your legs felt like they were lifted mm. up? Do you still feel that? Um, so that happened, I would say, for the first eight months. So th- wow. it's kind of like that spinal shock. So what it is, is, um, or like, yeah, it's your body. The best way I think that I can describe it is. For 20, I don't even know how old I was. I think it was 23, 23 maybe. Um, for 23 years, my body only knew how to, you know, feel my legs and my body. And then all of a sudden you stop and now your brain's trying to process how to, you know, comprehend not feeling it. So it's just everything is enhanced, the pain in my legs, even though I couldn't actually feel it was fake. Um, so your legs would always feel like they were in a different position or I'd, my brain would always picture my calves tensing and my toes pointing even though they were fine it was so weird um so I, I reckon I remember because I did a post I think about about the eight month mark I was like shit 
I don't have that anymore because I'm not focusing on it. Wow. I was getting on with focusing on transfers. I had my dogs. I was vacuuming. And then I realised, I'm like, oh, my God, the doctors were so quick to try to chuck pills down my throat, get my body addicted to pregabalin, this nerve blocker pain, which, mind you, it was on a current affair not long ago as well. So if you're on that stuff, try to get off it. Um, it's really <laughs> bad drug that a lot of people yep. in Australia get addicted to. Um but they're so quick to, you know, chuck these pills down you. It's like, no, you just have to get used to it. And eventually your mind, same as with anything else in your life, whatever you focus on is going to be enhanced. If you want to focus on the negatives, you're just going to keep finding more negatives. I stopped focusing on the pain in my legs and focusing on transfers, vacuuming with my dogs, social media, and then the pain in my legs goes away. Unless I'm talking about it now, it's like, okay, now they're, they're kind of tingling. So the... F- physical parts not there it's your brains no, it's the brain like it's I, all the brain yeah so and i use like sometimes like i'll move my leg and i'll hit it or jam it into something yep. and i feel pain i'm like fuck oh, i'm like maybe i can feel my legs and then i'll burn myself in the shower yep. like a third degree burn and not even notice it and then i'm like okay nah definitely definitely, definitely paralyzed <laughs> but it's, it's just crazy how powerful the mind is like i'll i'll see someone stub their toe my toe starts like throbbing but I can't feel it. It's so crazy. Wow, that's... Yeah, it, it's so hard yep. to explain, but it's, yeah, that's, it's weird. You know how people say it's it's very old saying, like the brain's a powerful tool and everything? Mm. Shit. It's it a powerful is. tool, hey? When you oh. start talking about that, you know, phantom pains, referral pain from somebody else's pain. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Do you ever take any CBD or anything? Did you ever no, go down the path? I did try um, smoking some weed and in... It, it did the opposite for me. Then, yep. So I never did it again. It, if anything, it made me focus on the pain. So okay, I'd smoke yep. weed after, like, after I got back to Rio. I was like, oh, let me just try some weed because I can't handle the back pain. Yep. Um, and I wanted to get off the endone because that was just driving me nuts. Um, and, yeah, and then I smoked weed and I couldn't go to sleep. It was like my brain was just like yep. ticking and I couldn't. I was like, okay, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. CBD oil I haven't tried, mind mm. you, and I do want to try that because – that doesn't have the THC in it, so that would be something I probably might try eventually. I just haven't got around. I'm so used to back pain, it's like, eh, whatever, yeah. another day. Just one of those things when you're talking about the blockers and the things that they try and feed you directly. Oh, I would 100% suggest to anyone to not... Not go that path. Go, yeah. If you're going to do anything, start smoking weed, do CBD oil, like yep. look at anything natural. Away from that. Yep. Away from prescribed medication, like 100%. Yeah, because it's just so easy, isn't it? Yeah. Here you go. Here you go. And people forget that. It's just like these guys have a, a business to run. Like the, and I current affair um, put up a article, uh, like a show on it, yep. program, and it showed like how much money like the biz, uh, the company that owns, I think it's like Pfizer. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's yep. fo- And they're it in the be. big pharma or something. Yep. And they put, uh, they put uh, don't quote me, but I swear it was something like they invested $10 million in Australia to teach all the doctors how to sell this pregabalin drug to everyone that has nerve pain. So it's like people f- tend to forget that everyone else's agendas isn't to help you. And I remember saying that yeah. to myself in rehab. I'm like, these people don't care about me. Not yeah. the nurses. Love the nurses. Shout out to nurses. But the doctors and like some doctors and the <laughs> other people, I'm going to be careful because yeah. like, I do know some doctors. Yep. Um, but yeah, like so, like they don't actually care about your long-term side effects. Like you have to do the research and you have to focus on yourself because, yeah, uh, other people don't care. They just care about the money. Something we said before the show started when we were just talking here, like the only person that really cares 
is you. Yeah. You know, if you're going to find something out, you're going to have to do it yourself. You have to you do know? it yourself. You have to. Everyone cares, but you've really got to do it yourself, hey? Yeah, 100%. That, um, it, it's, it's a funny conversation I had with someone about the, um, you know, big pharma and mm. that. I was like, oh, surely. And this is, this was in the vaccine topic, which we definitely ain't going to touch. No, no, no. no. I'm, <laughs> right? I'm happy to not so touch that, So we're not even going to talk COVID, not, right? But like this was about that. But it was like, surely, surely like these companies aren't, you know, making money. And like, have you looked <laughs> at what money pharmaceutical companies make? Yeah. You, have, a, have a good look. Like, yeah. They now are. Yeah, like, yeah, it's insane. I, after my rehab, I was like getting into it, re- <laughs> researching who's big behind big pharma. Yeah. The, and it, but like. I'm sorry if you don't like believe in that, but it's kind of like common sense. Like if you really think about it, oh yeah, it's common sense what people's agendas are. It's always about money. It's always about it's always money. money. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Everyone's agendas. So you got to focus on yourself, rely on yourself. And I remember saying that to myself: like these people aren't me. At the end of the day, they are not going to be in my body for the rest of life. They yeah. don't care what side effects um, this is going to have on me five, ten years down the track. Because yep. I remember when with this pregabalin um, nerve blocker. We read the side effects and it said, oh, that's right. I was in um, Adelaide Hospital and I hadn't had any. Yeah. The, the first night they gave it to me, I was like two weeks out of my accident, was the first time I woke up crying. And I've never, like, the pain and I was waking up crying. It probably had nothing. To, I don't know. It might have been to some, something random. Yep. I'm not blaming on that drug. But it, disclosure. I just, <laughs> disclosure. Like, I'm not. It was yep. just, I remember just crying. I'm like, why am I crying? Why am I so emotional? I'm in pain. I feel uncomfortable. And, we're like, what did you give me? Because we knew they gave me something else and it was this pre-gathering. And we're like, you know what, let's just research it. And it said, uh, one of the side effects, do not take if suicidal because you might may, you may commit suicide. I'm like, why would I be putting that down my throat? Like, no, <laughs> no, thank you. Like, if you read the side effects on a lot of things, it's just like, why are people putting these down their throats? Like, but that's the thing. Like, a lot of people like deal with, like, chronic pain, chronic illness, yeah. whatever. The oh, next yeah. thing you have something that makes you emotionally imbalanced as well. Yeah. It's like you're already going through the, a tough thing. Like chronic pain is a yeah. terrible thing for people. Yeah. Next thing you put something else in your body that creates an imbalance. Yeah. It's like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, there's got to, there has got to be a better way. Yeah. Definitely. And the heads of the and heads. And I think one. I think the best thing that I've learned is not everything, but a lot of shit can be solved with your mind. Yeah. And looking after yourself and what you tell yourself every day and what you feed yourself and I mean I can't talk, I got the worst diet but like to You're some extent Coke. yeah I know <laughs> sponsored by Coke uh, but that yeah 100% how did you get your mind well how do you get your mind well in, how did, in rehab yeah it just was like like I was saying with the organs like or like a muscle part you're doing your bicep girls you want your biceps bigger my brain was getting the biggest workout in um, rehab. I don't think I've, I mean, you always think to yourself, but like focus on think of what my thoughts were. I don't think I've ever focused so hard on what was actually being said in my own head. And I remember seeing examples of like what could go wrong and, you know, even some paralyzed guys like, oh, like messaging me, like, oh, I get it, you know, like you're doing well so far, but like, don't worry, like it's going to hit you, like reality will hit you soon, so just be ready to expect. And I just remember thinking to myself, I'm like, why? Why do I have to go down this depression and feel sorry for me? And I'm like, why can't I just keep staying positive? And I remember saying to myself, like, when those um, people would message in or when I would see someone, I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't do that anymore. As soon as I would say that to myself, I'd be like, no, snap out of it and, like, say another three things that you can do. And... I just focus on that. That's what got me through that. 
um, I went through a really dark stage of my life. Um, not last year, the year before. Kind of last year too, I went through some other bullshit. Um, not injury-related. Yeah. And again, I had to do that same um, exercise. Like, all right, back in the gym with the brain, we're going to do this. Even if you're like thinking all negative about a certain thing, just keep focusing on these positives and getting yourself, like we said, like coming here today, like I was doing stuff that I didn't want to do, like get out the house, catch up with this person, do this because eventually, even though you don't want to do it, even though if you don't want to go to the pub and see people and be around people, you'd rather be in bed eating Netflix. I'm eating Netflix. <laughs> Sorry, it's been, a, it's, been a long, it's been a long month. Um, How's that pre-workout? Yeah, I know, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> the brain's ticking over too quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, even even though you don't want to do those certain things, just do it because eventually it's going to snowball and it's like a snowball effect and, like, eventually you're going to, like, get into a better mindset and, yeah, that's that's just how I operate, I guess. And and those um, neurotransmitters, if you if you start to open up a pathway and make that pathway, it will change, hey? What did you call that? I haven't heard Neuro, that. Neurotransmitter. No, I've never heard that before. Oh, really? That's it's like a... Um, uh, yeah, like a neurotransmitter is like a pathway. I'm going to say I'm, I'm going to sound so stupid, right? <laughs> but I, but I do know. But yeah, I know the basics of it. But imagine a pathway. Yeah. If, you, if you create like a tunnel, where you, you know, you get to a point where you're like, gee, I don't want to go out. I don't want to go out. Mm. You're never going to break down that pathway. Mm-hmm. So to open that pathway is just one door opening it. You gradually go out to such and such. You go yeah. out to the pub and see some friends. Then you do it again, and then the next thing that pathway is broken, you've rewritten that neuro neuro pathway basically. Yep. So, and that's, that's exactly yep. how I feel with the Queensland, like what I was saying to you earlier. Mm. Before it's like just I just have to get here because I know once I get here, the pathways, look, I'm doing a podcast with you, I'm meeting up with other people. Like I'm just, I know it opens the door up to all these other yep. opportunities. I could have easily just stayed at home and just stay, oh, which I did, like stay in bed all day and just like sit on my phone on TikTok. Um, but, yeah, you got you got to take that like first leap and then everything else will come to you as well. It'll all come. Yeah. How do you like Queensland so far? I love it. Yeah. I, I, my soul belongs here. I always say this to people. Like, I mean, I'm currently seeing a guy and a lot of people are like, God damn, that dick is making you happy. Um, <laughs> but it's at the same time, like, but people don't understand, like, every time I come to Queensland, you'll see me at my best. Like, I'm my happiest when I'm in Queensland. I'm always doing, it's just the weather, the vibe. Um, another, uh, our mutual friend, Mitch, yep. we were talking about this, was saying everyone on, like, I feel like everyone on the Gold Coast, you know, like, no one was really brought up in the Gold Coast. Everyone moves here. It's so transient, yep. Yeah, everyone everyone moves here because they're choosing a better life for themselves or they, they're just chasing their own life. Nothing wrong with staying in your own hometown and growing up and not moving and all that stuff. But, like, I feel like here um, it's just, yeah, it's a life that I'm choosing instead of, like, settling for, if that makes sense. Perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's coming to you, coming to you because you've chased it. Yeah, yeah. Why Rock Wheelers? Why? Yeah. My dad had a gorgeous Rottweiler, Caesar, and, um, yeah, I remember just dad and, like, mum back when they were together, they had, like, these (laughs) awesome photos and, oh, my God, they look so cool. Like, as a couple back then with this, like, tough-looking Rottweiler, it looks so scary. And just growing up, just seeing that, then when it came time to, like, being an adult and not renting, I was like, oh, I can get a dog now. I wanted a Rottweiler too, so I got one. Um, I couldn't keep my old Rottweiler. Um, but she did have puppies and I got to keep her daughter, so Nala. Yep. She's at home and I just they're just the most cuddliest, affectionate, 
beautiful dogs. They really are, aren't they? Do you have one? I've got a German Shepherd. Oh, I had so, a German Shepherd first. I had a German Shepherd, but I had a, a German Shepherd Rottweiler before. Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah, they're just same same temperament, I feel. Yeah, you yeah know? definitely. People get put off by them a bit because mm. they look and go, oh, that's going to be a big, scary dog. But the amount of love you get, yeah. total different story. Yeah, you know? no, no, my, I had a German Shepherd first growing up. Yeah. Max, typical name. Um, and then, yeah, now Roddy's, so. Yeah, so it's Nala, hey? How old's no. Nala? Uh, two. Going to come to Queensland? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so yeah. I think um, if I move over in June, if I come up earlier yep. while my house is getting built, um, I won't be able to bring her for that because I might have to rent an apartment and I'll be a little bit restricted. But Dad is just like stoked on that. He's just like, Nala can stay here because Nala doesn't even have to come to Queensland. Like my dad will walk into my room and he'll be like, oh, I love you, darling. And I literally will be like about to reply to him and he's looking at Nala and patting on my he wasn't even talking to me. Like, yeah. he loves my dog. So, um, yes, he's going to be upset. He goes, you can't both leave me. I'm like, I'm sorry. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so by the end of the year, hopefully Nala will be up here in Queensland too. Nice. How, how did you meet a man? Meet a man. How did you meet your guy? <laughs> um, okay, interesting story. Because you've got nothing off limits. You told me oh, that. Oh, no, so, there is nothing so, off limits. So we, we can, we can <laughs> yep. go down to How did you meet your guy? Okay, so I was completely put off men. And I have lots of reasons. Um, and I'm sure a lot of girls are like, mm-hmm. Um, I was completely put off men. So I was like, you know what? I am sick of putting my energy into going to a guy's house, doing the deed and, like, just feeling like nothing's come from it. And, yeah, it, I was sick of it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to detox from men. I'm not going to have sex from with men and I'm not going to see men. Um, and I did that for 16 months. Um then I started taking these JS Health vitamins, like libido vitamins, because I completely lost my sex drive as well. I was on the depot injection, birth control, um, fucks your female hormones. Um, lost my sex drive, um, started taking these. I was like, okay, you know what? I think I might get back into this dating scene. Um, I was procrastinating a job and I was just on Instagram and I just said it as a joke. I was just like, oh, I should download Tinder and bring you guys along with me because like, I just feel like if I do it with social media, I'm not alone. Even though I am alone, yep. I'm not alone. And I put it up on my Instagram, started putting up everyone's responses to Tinder. Um, you know, like I, I, my Tinder buy was something like, um, excuse me, sir, my wheelchair's broken. Can I ride you? <laughs> so like I did it. So like I knew I was going to get some smart ass responses back. Yep. And the responses were hilarious. Like one of my favorite ones, a guy messaged me and he was just like, what did he say? Um, Finally, a girl that can't run away from me. <laughs> Just, oh, it was so funny. So I was sharing that all on my Instagram and this guy, Bob, as everyone knows him, because I'm yep. not giving his real name out yet, um, he messaged me on Instagram and just laughed at it and he goes, ha, ha, like this is gold. Yep. And I like checked his profile out and I like, was like, hmm, goddamn, <laughs> his body's nice. Um, I'll reply to this one. And I replied to him and we started chatting and we just like, we're talking about dating scenes and we're saying how like, you can never, um, no matter how much you talk to someone online, you don't actually know if you're going to connect or vibe unless you meet up. Yep. Like, you, you don't know what they're like. So we're agreeing about that. And then he's like, okay, so, like, do you have tomorrow lunch free? And I was just like, oh, shit. Shit, shit, shit. It just becomes real. Yeah, yeah, it became real. And then that's when I blocked him. Blocked him off my story. Yeah, yeah, I blocked him off my stories. Off my stories. Yeah. And posted. I did this massive paragraph. And I tried to find another day because I actually deleted it. And I'm literally writing on there. And I'm just like, guys, like, I'm going to meet up with a guy. Like, I'm, like, I don't normally post, but I'm nervous and blah, blah, blah. And I remember I had so many girls message me, like, 
just support, like I had never had so many of my Instagram followers so invested in my own yep. personal life. And it actually just like drove me to like, you know what, fuck it. Like let's do my own bachelorette show on um, Instagram. It's like reality TV, if not more reality because it's not scripted at this all. This is real. Yeah. This is real. And so many people were loving it. I was like, fuck it. And I, yeah, caught up with him and it ended up being really, really good. Like we caught up then again the Sunday. The Monday he flew back to Queensland and everyone's just like, oh, no, like he can't go to Queensland. Little like did anyone know that I was moving to Queensland too? Um, and, yeah, now I'm in Queensland. We're just having fun at the moment, going around waterfalls, doing all that fun stuff. Went on my first date last night, night before, and, yeah. That's where we're at now. Just happiness. <laughs> just happiness. Just like chase again. That was another yep. fear of mine. Men, like, uh, give it, making myself vulnerable. For example, like here, like I, I feel like I'm vulnerable because I'm on a mic and I'm being recorded. And at any stage, I could say something wrong and be judged on. But it's like that. I'm at that stage in my life where it's like you got to ignore that because you're gonna miss out on such, you know, yeah. great experiences and miss out on like dating a really good dark guy because because you're scared like how do you let your guard down how do you do that like that, that that's because we're all guarded yeah but if you've been hurt mm. you're probably even more guarded so how, yeah. how do you do that very well I, you don't fully that's, just can't I, I only let a little bit down and i'm yeah. still like and it's really hard because like um when i was talking to the girls the other day and i was just saying like i didn't realize how traumatized i am from my past until I met Bob because he doesn't know this. Like, he doesn't know the anxiety I've been dealing with. Um, I, don't, I won't tell him because I don't want him to, like, be like, man, this girl's fucked. Um, <laughs> but, like, he'll do yeah. – like, he won't – like, for example, like, I, I don't even know what to use an example, but he'll do something or say something that kind of, like, throws me back into the past. And I'm like, oh, shit, is he going to then do this? And then my anxiety goes nuts and I'm, like, panicking inside and then – He'll be the complete opposite and prove that he's the complete opposite of what I was even thinking yeah, of. Yeah, manifesting. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like really. So I, I haven't properly left let, like let my guard down. I'm still protected because of those things. But like, he's proving to me like slowly that it's like you know what, our minds can ruin so many opportunities, and it, our minds really can defeat us or you know let us live our best lives. And that's why I'm trying to keep that attitude like just keep having that positive attitude even with this and even if it fails at the end of the day I'm at a different level of confidence now where I'm like you know what we can get back out in the dating scene and the door's half opened yeah you know hopefully it's great and everything's good but you, instead of being completely closed off yeah. it's sort of half half open yeah now if another guy messes me up like yeah, you know what I can do this and now yep. I know what standards I want <laughs> yeah now I know how, to, how they should act or whatever yeah the tablets. What do the tablets do? The libido tablets. What do the tablets do? Oh, this is not a sponsored ad. But, oh, my God, Jay's helping you want to uh, hit me up <laughs> because <laughs> I am a perfect example. You know how, like, oh, I – Jesus. Like, you know how they have, like, the weight loss, like, before and after, like, use that as adverts? They should use me for, like, the – this girl didn't touch a penis for 16 months compared to, like, nymphomaniac right now. Like, and I'm paralysed. I can't even feel my vagina. But, oh, my God. These pills are amazing. They just, I don't know what they did, but like I read some of the ingredients and they just help you. I think it was a lot of um, the ingredients are with stress actually. And oh. that's what made me believe in them. Yep. That's actually a reason I bought because I'm like, oh, how can these pills make you more horny? Like that's bullshit. 
And then I was like, <laughs> let me read, let me read the ingredients. And a lot of the main ingredients were natural products yep. and saying like, you know, like, oh, I, can't even, uh, I can't even think of one. But this um, has proven to let the brain relax. And, and when, it, when it had um, stuff mentioned about your brain and causing less stress, I was just like, I believe in this because I feel like your mind is like the most powerful tool. And if it isn't stress and if it is relaxed, then you can actually enjoy the best things in life. And yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It really does. Like, because if you've, if your mind's elsewhere and you're thinking about everything else in the world, you can't get a chance to think about it. Yeah, you can't enjoy what, what the good things in life. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. It so does. Bit, That's what I mean. How, how far into are you? <laughs> Two months. And I'm like double dropping them while I'm in Queens. Because <laughs> I'm just like, oh, damn. Like, I'm double dropping them because I'm like skipping sometimes. I'm like, shit, we'll double yep. drop. I'm like, I don't know if you can overdose on these, but oh, well, we'll find out. Um, uh, yeah, but like I'm two, I'm two months in and the girls that are messaging me, I'm like, do at least a month yep. and more. And that's another thing just with in general with life. Yeah. All the questions you've asked me today with positive thinking, health, re- like one of the biggest things that I'm so aware of is that nothing is, you know, can be done overnight and it's something that no matter what, it has to be worked on and worked on. You can't just get to a certain level and keep you got to – everything takes time with the body and the mind. Like as long as you understand that, I feel like a lot of people give up earlier when, yep. you know, they don't see the results and then it's just so much easier. Like we said, it's so easy to talk negatively it's just natural for us, same as giving up a certain thing or chasing a certain um, goal of yours. It's just easy to be like, fuck it, put it in the too hard basket and just give up on it. It's so easy, isn't it? Yeah. And I guess consistency, that's mm. that's the big message, isn't it? Like yeah. if you can do something consistent, you'll yeah, be able but to change and, it. And let yourself have a day of like, or fuck up or, you know, have your bad day or whatever. That's fine. You yeah. you you deserve a break, but get back on it <laughs> yeah. and like keep chasing it. When. When everyone went home, like you're in rehab, right? Yeah. And go back to that. When everyone goes home, what'd you listen to? As in, like music wise? Yeah, or what, what'd you do? Honestly, what'd you do? I. I what did you say with yourself? Music. I just love music. I yeah. honestly, like, I. It's just funny because, like, with this podcast, like, whoever is like chill music, I'm like, man, I don't even have a chill album on my phone, eh? Like, it's just straight bangers. Like, <laughs> I just listen to, ba- but because, like, the way I think of it is, like, my brain just like ticks off with like happy vibes and uh, yep. having a higher like heart rate and I'll just listen to music um, or I'll be watching Netflix or movies that yep. make me happy. I don't consume, like I don't want, like don't get me wrong, I'll love a true um, true story like, you know, if like it's true sad. Crime sort of thing, yeah, true that. crime. Like I don't, yep. I do do watch those stuff but I think it's very important with how much negative stuff you consume because it does all affect you it's just something i read um your brain can't recognize if i was to say uh you're a mean person compared to i'm a mean person my brain won't actually tell the difference between when i'm talking about someone else or myself so even if you're referring to someone else as being a mean person your brain's telling yourself you're a mean person so it's like it's very, um, yeah, I just learned to not consume too much negative stuff. Even if I'm just watching it as a bystander, it's still going to affect my mental health. For sure. Like, yeah, so just that's why I just like listen to bang. Anything that makes me happy. Because it's one of those things, like you, you've had some time where you've 
probably been alone, mm. driving your car a lot by yourself. Yeah, bangers. I was wondering what you listen to. But it's no, been, and yeah. now I didn't listen to podcasts. And now, honestly, like the other day I spent six hours listening to podcasts. Um, uh, what was that? It was on YouTube, mainly podcasts, like trying to learn about NFTs, just like crazy stuff. And now ever since then, like again, cliche, <laughs> cliche, new you, new me. But I'm like, I feel like, oh, my God, this is the year I'm going to be listening to podcasts now. Like I feel like. It's important to be soaking up educational things or things that are yep. going to benefit you or give you. Like I listened to an, a mate of mine, Ollie, sent me a link of oh God. I forgot her name already. Um, it was a snowboarder that had a yeah. She was a pro snowboarder and her partner died, and she was just like she did this um, documentary, and I listened to it, and it just reminded me the other day. I was like, you know what? I got to do more of this. Like I need to consume more of this type of content yep. than scrolling on Instagram or TikTok for like hours on end. Like educate myself. <laughs> It's it's a like I'm 37. Yeah, right. I got to a point yeah. where I um I got to the thing where I was like listen started listening to podcasts and I started like I was never a book reader. Still yeah. not a book reader, but I listened to I've listened to a couple online and uh, like audio audibles and I got to a point I'm like I don't listen to music as much now because yeah. I'm like I need to learn more stuff. Yeah, like I'm that's dumb. how I feel. Honestly, that's like, I've downloaded because while I've been at the hotel with the Wi-Fi, I've downloaded probably. 50 hours yep. worth of podcasts yep. and YouTube. Like, like it's literally new, you, new me. Like I'm like, this is me now. Like I'm going down the pot. I'm just going to educate myself. And how I was talking to you before, I was like, you know what, Christina, like why don't you like listen to more podcasts? Because you might want to do a podcast one time and you're only going to learn if you hear about it. I do not read books. I haven't read a book since probably like grade four. So I'm the same. What was it? <laughs> probably Too Cool or something. One of those. One of those. The, the thin books. I used to go yep. in primary school and go to the. Um, library and pick what level I was and pick the thinnest book. I wouldn't even care about the title. It was the thinnest book. Yep. And then um, through high school, my best friend can back this up, never read books. Um, every essay I had, I'd pick a um, book that had a movie to it, Boy in Striped Pajamas, uh, Romeo and Juliet, just watched the movies to them, did my yep. assignments from the movies, pretended that I had read the book. Like I, I'm just I – can, I can listen to this stuff. <laughs> well, that's right. If you can – not everyone can do that. Yeah. Like we're all different in different ways. We're a good student. Yeah, goody two-shoes. You really, were? Yeah, really good. Like yep. my mum's a teacher, my auntie's a teacher, my other auntie's a teacher, my cousin's a teacher. Like, oh, jeez, education's there. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it wasn't that. It was just like being having my mum as a deputy principal always going to the staff room and seeing these teachers outside of the classroom in real life situations. It was like, oh, wow, like teachers actually have lives. Like they're humans. Like I had a different level of respect. For teachers, I was just always a goody two-shoes in school, always like SRC, like, you know, yeah. And then, like, got to, like, year 12 and I was just like, ugh, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all over. I um, I wish I had that. You know, like, when, when you're young, you don't realise that people are... People. Yeah. Everyone is a human, no matter what uniform, yeah. no matter who they are. Like, and I, I had that. I remember I was like, I built friendships with my teachers because I was like... I might see the barbecue <laughs> this yeah. weekend, like, you, and you see, or you see someone in uniform, and then you see them outside of school. You're like, oh my god, you see a teacher in like the supermarket. You're like, oh my god, yeah, they have a life, or they're out partying. You're like, shit, like, yeah. I got, I got my cousin in trouble because she's <laughs> she's a high school teacher. And I was putting up at FOMO, like her twerking and stuff. She's like, Christine, you gotta put it down. I'm like, oh yeah, right. Students will see this. I forgot you have to have a life. You can't have a life outside of school. And that's yeah. the hard part. Like you, you do. Like you, you lock them into yeah. like, like an authoritarian position. Like because they've not bossed you in school, but they've, 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 you know, spent their time on you in school. Yeah. Like and 
you know, talk not talked down to, but this is how it is and stuff. Mm. You get out of there and they're just trying to live their own life, like yeah. all of us trying to find, find our own way through it, you know. Yeah, so that's, weird thing. I say that about just adults in general, like with dad, like dad calls me his therapist because um, I, <laughs> I learned so much from you. And I'm just like, dad, like, I thought my whole life adults had it figured out. Like I always thought like, yep. you know, when I'm older, I want to be like my mom. Or, don't get me wrong, she's got her shit figured out. But like I always thought that adults would always be more educated and more knowledgeable. Yep. And then like now I'm like, no, like everyone's just, everyone's trying to live their own life. Wives are getting cheated on, husbands are getting cheated on, uh, divorces are happening, yep. families are getting illnesses, uh, the businesses are you know, losing, like people are losing business financially, don't know, you know, like people are gamblers or spending their money on drugs or smokes or... NFTs. Yeah, NFTs. <laughs> I haven't spent any money on NFTs. I'm just educating myself. But, um, yeah, it's just like everyone's just trying to go through life and no one's better than anyone else or whatever. It's, Do you well, reckon anyone's figured it out? No. 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 I don't uh, reckon. Maybe what's that bold guy Buddha or whatever probably he's, he's probably, probably got a pretty well probably, died. I, I think he's got a pretty well died just peaceful and just like zen. <laughs> he's probably like out of anyone, like that path seems to be the most figured out than everyone yeah. else's. I feel. I feel. That's how I feel. Like I feel like with my life, it's just like last night, like did a Q and A, and everyone's just like, you know, like what do you do for work and all like, and I used to think like I've really got to do a job and have a job and just like, why like. Yep. Why? We weren't born on this earth to work. Like, I guess a lot of us have to. Um, I'm in a position that I'm fortunate enough that I don't have to because my income still gets provided to me. Um, but I'm like, my, I don't know why people think, like, or a lot of people message me like, yeah, but it would be good for you to go back to work. And I'm just like, I think the ultimate goal in life is just to be happy. Like, and yep. no matter what it is you're doing, working, it's just, are you happy? Yep. Like, you've got one life and... I think it's just being happy and helping others. Like I, that's the two ultimate things I reckon. If people can figure that out, I reckon they'll, they're on the right path. Yeah, giving back. Giving, giving back. back to something. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, if it's something that you can do, um, that, that's got a mm. – it's a nice feeling. Yeah. Like that – And that's a bit – That's help, so rewarding. It you makes know? you feel good. Yeah. And it makes the other person feel good. Yep. It's like why wouldn't you? Like that's – I, I – I post so much on my social media simply because, like, the messages that I get that I never share but, like, it's just like, yep, cool, that's that's why I do this. Like, if it can just help one other person. What's the worst you've had? Message? Yeah. Mm. Like, I'm sure there's – I'm sure it's not all – Oh, just, like, dirty ones. So you, you get that? I get dirty as in, like, yeah, they they want to, like, uh, like, or like, oh, baby, like – I want to, I'm going to make you squirt. And I'm like, dude, like, I can't squirt. And you obviously don't know that I'm paralyzed. <laughs> like, just weird shit. Like, I get weird shit like that. Or yep. negative, I've had um, a couple, uh, not a couple, like, uh, not a couple. I, like, I mean, a few ones that are just, like, giving their opinion about something. Like, for example, me tanning. I had a girl message me. I never replied to her. I had a girl message me. She was just like, I'm so disappointed in you promoting uh, tanning out in the sun, you know, melanoma kills most people. Blah, blah. And I remember just sitting there like, oh, I don't care about that because of my, as in like, sorry, I don't care. <laughs> I care about that. I don't people should die. But I meant like, I'm like, she doesn't know that I need, I went out, I need vitamin D. When I don't have yep. vitamin D, that's why I'm fatigued. My injury just, my body needs vitamin D. I have uh, iron deficiency and all that. And I'm like, 
I'm using some. She doesn't. I'm yeah. I got chaining oil, but it's got thirty SPF in it. I'm doing every safety precaution, yep. and who is she to like tell me like? Uh, I don't know. I just like I just, honestly, if I read stuff, I just like don't even bother replying to it. I just don't give it my time and energy. Yeah, it's a good way to be. Yeah, that's that is so wrong. Like yeah. the tanning part. Like, come on, seriously. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a lot of people thinking that my it's my responsibility. As a role model. As a role model. And don't get me wrong, like I love to be a role model. The, a girl messaged me like saying that how her 80-year-old daughter looks up to me and is like, I want to, you know, do things that Christina can do it. So I love that, but at the same time it's everyone's responsible for their own lives. Yep. I see, I mean, no, I don't see. There's people out there injecting heroin in their body. I'm not doing that because that's my choice. I don't want to be doing that shit. There's, but you ain't going to shoot them a message. Yeah, exactly. And, like. You know, just look after yourself. Just look after yourself. If yep. someone, you don't like something, one big thing I did as well after rehab, best thing I think I ever did was anyone I was following on Instagram, for some reason, I don't know, back then, now no one really, no one bothers me now, but like I had a couple of people that like would post stuff and I would just be like, ugh, like I would just like annoyed because of what they posted was like just wrong or negative, like, oh, not wrong, their own opinion, just made me feel a different way. I unfollowed, like, just unfollowed everything. Um, celebrities, uh, a lot of influencers. Um, I want to say influencers. I mean, like, uh, the like the model girls that had, like, you know, the best bodies. Nothing wrong um, for that, but just I was just like, it's making me feel like I need to be like that. So I just, like, unfollowed it's it all. Gone. Yep. Yeah, and now my Instagram, like, you scroll – like through my Instagram, it's just like drift cars, people living their life, four-wheel drives, just like content that I like, you know what I mean? It's going to keep you happy. Yeah, keep me keep happy. Keep in a good place. Yeah, yeah. You, 27 you said? In March, so yeah. So 26 now. Yeah. So you're in a time where you, you came through that, like you would have been coming through high school when social media was sort of mm. just sort of rolling along. How's it changed us? How, how it's changed us? Yeah, as a... As a, a I think... Um, like you would have missed a bit of it. Yeah, I'm guessing. I, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think. I Instagram came out. I'm trying to think when that came out. Like honestly, I, I think it's connected us, which is great because yep. like I, I think it's it's hard for me to think negatively at all about social media because of all the connections I've made through it Agreed. and what it's. I think it can be very negative yep. or very positive depending on what you choose to consume. Yep. And that, like, even now, like the other day, I was like starting following all like these motivational people and like stuff, like Will Smith, or like just things that Did make you say me. Will Smith. I fucking love Will Smith. <laughs> I love Will Smith. Um, <laughs> he's good. He's good. Like, he's you know what I mean? But he's a positive, positive, positive dude. Yep. Positive dude. The Rock. Yep. Will oh, Smith. Yeah. Yep. Like, I don't follow other celebrities. Like, I don't follow. Cut. I was following the Kardashians, for example. I love them. Yep. I love the Kardashians. Like, a lot of people can judge them, whatever. Like, I think they're great. I love their content. I'm like, they're beautiful. I was like, no, but I'm not following. What's it benefiting to me? Mm. What looking at these um, body figures that I like? I'm not like I just they weren't, you know, spreading positivityness or like something that I could educate me in some way. Will Smith, The Rock. I just feel like I can actually get something out of that. So that's why, you know, I follow them. And that and that's it. I think like it's like a hammer. Mm. You can kill someone with a hammer, a hammer, or you could build a house with a hammer. Yeah. Same with Instagram. 
You can, yeah. you, it's a tool. If you yeah. use the tool in a, in a positive right. way, it's a great and tool. And don't get me wrong, there's like, there are a few girls, like I follow Michaela Testa, gorgeous yep. girl, only fed like, and about like, girl, like, there's nothing wrong with um, following gorgeous people and people that you think are a hundred times more gorgeous than you. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like, yeah, mono, uh, mono, uh, sorry, I don't even know how to speak right now. Just, Seeing, you know, like controlling how much you're going to consume of it and how your mind thinks as you're looking at it. now. Like I'll see some of the girls and everyone I follow that, you know, uploads like whatever they upload, it, I feel happy for them. So yep. as long as you're getting that type of reaction where Kylie Jenner, like, I don't know who's Kylie. Like she's someone I don't know. I don't know her. So it's just pointless information going into my head seeing what fucking nails she's got on. Because it is. It's such, <laughs> you've got such a small capacity to take stuff in. Yeah. And all of a sudden you try and fill it with all this gear. Yeah. You're like, yeah, let me choose what I want to take yeah. in, you know. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. I've completely lost my track of thought after talking <laughs> about social media stuff. Oh, good. We've gone for ages social media. Online, right, a couple of, couple of articles, a couple of things, call you an influencer. Are you an influencer? <laughs> it's so and weird. how does that feel? Like, Bob was that influencer because I'm with him and I'm up like, Yeah. I don't. Like I don't think I don't, that. So. I don't think I'm an influencer. I don't categorise myself as that. Like, because in my head, I think an influencer is um, not an influencer, but not an influencer. Like they go on Instagram and their jobs Instagram. They get paid. Hey, we're doing a deal. Yeah. Mix pay me this much money to advertise. You know this pot. Like, kind of like sellouts. I don't want to. I want to be. Yeah. Not completely, but like you know what I mean. Like they. They. Their focus is making money. Do they really believe in that? Do they believe in that? Yep. That's why I, I don't get paid by Nobby. I don't get paid by LSKD. I don't get paid by anyone that I promote on my Instagram. And I don't know because one of the girls is talking to that day. She's like, you should. I'm like, I, I, don't, I, I will only sell what I generally believe in and I generally love and feel and I like to be authentic. So at the same time, it does influence people because I am authentic. So... I know, like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. I, I don't want to call myself an influencer, but I do know I influence some people's life decisions because a lot of people do wear, like, Nobby now. Like, they'll message me, like, I love Nobby, and I'm like, yeah, see, it's sick, it's cool gear. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, I see yours more as, you know, I don't know if you like this term, but you're a role model to yeah. other people more. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you offer advice yeah. more so than selling something. You're, yeah. offering, you're, you're offering authenticity and advice, you know, yeah. as well. That's yeah. that's what I sort of see. If that's an influencer, maybe, I don't know. But yeah. I see that and I'm like, oh, I don't think you're an influencer. But you've got product on there that may have sold because of you. So yeah. you've influenced that's the decision. Like I've so. got one of my mates, um, he's got these nano flashlights and he's brought this brand up and I'm like, oh, let me, like, he's genuine, one of my best mates. And... I genuinely like the product and I love the product and I put it up on my Instagram yep. and I made 10% of his sales that first month and I think that's a pretty good percentage. I was just like, promote me, Kane. Um, <laughs> but, um, like, but that, and I, said, and I said to him, because um, we, when we were doing it, I was like, people can believe what I say because I, I am, I don't have any reason to benefit. Yep. He didn't pay me for this. I, like, this, that's just my mate and I generally love the product. People, I think, can see that and they will believe what I'm saying. Like, because, yeah. And with your friends and stuff, like, we should all be leveraging each other's yeah. good things and bad things off each other. Like, if you can, you know, you do this, that, like, that's how we should all, that's how communities work. Yeah. You and, know? That's, and that's why, like, his family will always be like, what are you paying, Christina? Because I'll be there for 12 hours boxing his stuff. And I'm just like, and I would say to his mum and stuff, I'm like, 
these guys do so much for me, and not that it should be. Yep. He said uh, he done this, so I'm gonna do, like. But they lift me to places. They take me four-wheel driving. The amount of times I've got my wheelchair in and out, they'll go grab a glass. Even some simple things like grabbing a glass of water. Like they do so much for me to help, you know, make my life easier. Yep. I can at least like let me do something that can help you. Like in some way, I feel, you know, like half the time I'm useless, especially if we're out forward driving and everyone's bogged. And I'm like, well, sweet, I gotta stay in the heater because I can't get out <laughs> and help you guys because I'll be bogged in the sand too. Do you love forward drive? I love it now. Because like I, I see your rig downstairs. Yeah. You've got a rig. So you obviously love it, yeah? First time going off-road was um, up in Queensland, met up with some social media friends, hadn't met them before. Wow. Made friends. They're like, we'll take you to Bribey Island. Got the car off-road. Came back. My mate came, took me to Coorong, Sand Dunes, and now, like, you know, went with Bob to the Glasshouse Mountains because I, I, I can't four-wheel drive um, a lot because I'm on my own. And yep. if I get stuck, then... I'm stuck, the wheelchair's stuck, we're all bogged. Um, so when I was with Bo, I was just like, sweet, it started raining. I was like, can we go off-road? Because like, I've got you. And now that I know I've got you with me, like we can go fuck shit up. And I did and I fucked my wheel up and it's right. Like he changed the tyre for me and did all that. I was just <laughs> sitting there on my phone. Um, but, yeah, I love my car. Like I think my car's my, um, yeah, like my my biggest love. <laughs> How to feel driving a car again at the start? Scary, like I, I, I was scared because I was like, oh my god, like how am I going to get used to the hand controls? But the moment I got into the car, I was just like, it's crazy. Cause everyone's just like, is everyone asked me the same question? Like, is it hard? Is it hard? I'm like, if I got you to drive my car, it would be hard for you. Okay. Because you would naturally go to put your feet on the um, foot pedals with me. As soon as I got in, I realized, oh shit, like I've only got my hands. So it was so quick, um, from like so easy for me to quickly adapt to. And, yeah, like I love it and that's I think the same thing I'm going to have with a drift car. Like people are like, how are you going to do a three-speed automatic, drift around a corner, have the handbrake on with like just hands? I'm like, I don't know. Like we'll figure it we'll out. Make it work. We'll make it work. So so with your car now, yep. is it Ranger? Yep. So with your car you've got, um, I'm guessing you've got like the forklift hand, the knob on the steering knob wheel? Knob on the steering wheel. So when I go around chuck a UE. So that's for that? Throttle? Where's throttle? Throttle wraps yep. around, so it kind of like wraps around my hand like that. Okay. Like this hand, um, headband, hair tie, I'm so sorry. Um, and it's got a lever like a quad bike Oh, does. like a trigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a Bluetooth satellite. So it's just like your hand can be absolutely anywhere, resting on the steering wheel, resting, uh, resting down here, press on the lever and it goes. That's incredible. Um, but because it's Bluetooth, it lags sometimes and I've pulled out in, a fr- in front of a semi and the throttle hasn't activated oh, and I'm just like shit like go 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 and then um, it would take off but with the drift car it's going to have um, a steering wheel and then another o-ring in front of it so wherever my hands are on the steering wheel my thumbs can activate the accelerator wow it's not going to have that it's not bluetooth it's uh, oh my god I don't even know I don't know anything about drift cars um something wire through through Fly by wire. Fly by wire. Is that what it is? Whatever that is. What, it, what You can tell me what that is. Whatever that is. And, yes, it's, I'm not going to have that issue. <laughs> That's what they have on um, on the sports bikes and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, so for the – yeah, like basically you get instantaneous throttle. Okay, so that, that's – And that's so, what you're going to get. Is that's what car. it is? Yeah, okay, so yeah. I knew it because I haven't seen it and that's why with my yep. drift car I've been going there and watching the guys, um, well, Dean and – build my drift car because it's like I don't know this stuff and unless I see it with my own yep. eyes I won't learn about it 
this drive-by wire. I haven't seen it. Yet. That's awesome. Yeah. So so literally like it's blue, your car now is Bluetooth. My car's Bluetooth, but the drift car. The will, drift car will be that. Yeah. And what about brakes? Handbrake. No, nah, and then the handbrake pushing forward will do the normal brake. Actual four. I think I've got um, two brake calipers on the back ends. Yep. And yeah, so it will just brake like a normal car would when pushing the handbrake forward. Pulling back will be the hand uh, the um, handbrake. Um, Three-speed automatic gearbox, and yeah, I've, I've never drifted before, so it's gonna be interesting. Oh, I can't wait to see you drift. It's yeah. gonna be great. It's exciting. <laughs> I'm so kid. Like I'm like that excited, and that's why it's taken nearly. Um, well, we got, I got my car to Dean um, Rossiter's workshop in April this year. Um, I had some other stuff go down where I spent a lot of money on some other stuff, so I had to put a pause on the drift car, but. Um, it's been a long process since I got the shell. It's been nearly two years. Actually, March will make two years Jeez. since I've. Oh, April will make two years since having the shell. Um, so I'm not too fussed about how long it's taking, only because of I just think of all the fun and excitement I had with the dirt bike. Like that was the best time of my life, riding my dirt bike, jumping that dirt bike. Like I'll uh, finish work early go straight home, put the boots on. Even there's photos of me like still in my supervisor uniform and I've just got the moto boots on and the helmet and I've just gone out riding. So I'm like, shit, it's nearly dark time. Like I've got to quickly squeeze in like 10 jumps. Um, I feel like that's the same with the drift car. Like it's going to be that exact same, like history repeating itself, but in a drift car this yep. time. And that's why I'm, I'm not too fast how long it's going to take. Cause I'm like, when it, when we get to that, it's going to be amazing. And, and you can do it forever. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the thing. It's like you always be able to do that. Yeah. You know, as well. Like it's it's the new motorcycle. Sort yeah. Of thing, so. Oh, yeah. That's like um, Toby and I, Toby Price, yep. we were talking about before. Um, we were saying, we we're having this conversation, like, you know, with age, get a cage because he, yep. wants, he wants to go down that path, I think, too. Cause, yeah, it's a good path. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit safer. And I said to the Dean, I was like, Dean, I'm like, like, if I kill myself this way, I'm probably burning myself alive. So we'll put a firebomb in the car. So we're getting a firebomb in the car. Trying to pull the safety precautions in. She's going full Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we have to though. You do. Oh, not that. I say to myself, like, I've already ended up in a wheelchair. Yep. The chances of me doing something crazy again, it's, yeah. Did you ever think you would? No. No. Never. No. Never. I mean, when I was um, even riding dirt bikes, I remember um, Emma McFerrin and Katie Lucas. Yeah. Vicky Golden wasn't even hitting ramps. Or was she hitting ramps? I think she was only whipping ramps. Like she wasn't even – she wasn't doing any tricks. And there was only like a few – like those three girls um, when they were hitting jumps and I looked up to and I'm like, man, like if these girls can do it, like – I'm on. I, ha I can do it. Like and same with the drifting. Actually, there was no girls with drifting. It was um, chair slayer, Rob – Parsons, person, Parsons, sorry if I said that wrong, Rob. Um, in America, um, Chairslayer, he drifts, and I remember seeing him and with the riding, I had that attitude, like the boys can do it, I can do it. Yeah. They've got two arms, two legs, the only difference is their mindset and I just have to change my mindset to a bloke. Um, <laughs> and that's that literally, yeah. I would say that, like I'm like, dude, like you're a dude, like the boys can do it. Like there's physically, there's nothing different from you to the men besides what's between our legs. Um, and... With the drift car, I had Rob and I seen this paralysed dude drifting and I was just like, if he can do it, like, I'm going to do it. So You're in? Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> you, do you get like, and, and I'm going to be one of these people in a second, but do you ever get people like, oh, such and such is disabled, you should check this out. I guess you get that a lot. All the time. Ha, have you heard of Alex Zanardi? Who? 
His name's Alex Zanardi. No. So he was a um, Formula One driver. Yeah. Right. Then IndyCar, and he had a really m- mad accident with the, the IndyCars on on what, some what's banking. What's uh, Like uh, you know NASCAR, like the yeah. bank. Yeah. Yeah. So they have like the IndyCars, like the go kart looking tr- open, like a Formula One car. Yeah. Yeah. But on the big tracks, and right. he like had a huge incident sort of thing, but. He came back, um, like he was the best in the world at that time yeah. and come back to now like full hand control race cars, racing cars over in the US. Yeah. And like it's incredible. Like yeah. just the the brain power um, that it possesses to, to be able to do everything through here, I just yeah appreciate it so much. And I didn't want to be the person, you know, it's like someone from say New Zealand. Yeah. Oh, you're from New Zealand. Oh, do you know such and such? They're yeah, from New yeah, Zealand. I didn't yeah. want to be like that, but you know what I mean. No, like, no, some of these stories no, is like, wow, no, that's, that's incredible. That's what you need. Like in rehab, yep. that's exactly what I yep. need. When I was in rehab, I had so many people, like other paralyzed people, met, like messaging me and like giving, like not all of them, but some were very not. They weren't. They weren't trying to be negative. It was just like you're gonna have your bad days. Like, yeah. it's, oh, don't get ready. Like it's gonna be shit. And it was just like. I don't want to hear and I'd like search Bruce Cook and look at him and then I would like search these um, other paraplegics, quadriplegics, people that were just like doing life and using them. I was like, okay, that's if I feel like as humans, you know, you look back at 2008 X Games freestyle competition, seeing the tricks that they used to do back in 2008 compared to what they're doing now and that's because once someone does it, first and it's like okay sweet we know that's possible the human can do that yep. now we need to go further same thing with like you yeah. know people name dropping others people like, i like it. i like name like when people my name drop because i'm like okay well this paralyzed person does this i can do it too and i yep. think like that's why i want to be that person as well for people in rehab especially being a female because 80 percent of paraplegics and well people that c- come from spinal cord injuries are males. Is that the numbers? Yeah, 80%. And a lot. it was like 50% was like car accidents. So it's the most is car accidents. The second most is water injuries, wow. all from diving into shallow water, um, jumping off your mate's back. And that's why any if anyone's around me um, with the water, I'm the mum. Like, I'm like, jump in with your feet first. Do not dive. Like yeah. so many diving accidents. And then after diving, it is extreme sports, which... Mostly it's like males dominate that. Um, but, yeah, and then they were telling it those, us those statistics. But, um, yeah, I guess the shit I was doing was a bit full on. <laughs> 80%. Wow, that's yeah. a strong number. How did your relationship with Nobby start? Nobby? Yeah. Uh, I, loved, I love them. I've been an OG from 2014 I when I started dirt bikes because they were, they were in the dirt bike scene. Who yeah, were they? Like, was it Dylan? Um, not Dylan. Uh, I... Uh, Long something? No. I'm trying to think who their first, um, not first, but their early um, ambassadors would have been. Yeah, like, I'm trying to have, I'm having a mental blank right now. Because Rob that owns it's a mad motocross guy. Yeah. Like, loves bikes and stuff yeah. as well. Yeah, and yep. they were, I remember they were just in the moto scene, same as LSKD, like yep. moto scene. So like you're always repping, like you want to be, you're a proud moto person, repping what the moto people were. Um, Nobby, I was following them before they even had female like range. I was just like, I love this brand, like yeah. so sick. And then they're like, we're going to bring out a female one. I'm like, yes. Like I subscribed to the first one. So I got the first female sports bra um, and I, I love their stuff. It was just, you could, I think I resonate with people or brands that are unique, um, authentic, you know what I mean? And yeah. I, I, and especially Aussie brands. Um, and then 
when uh, about six, three months, six months before my accident, I actually emailed Nobby. And after years of being subscribed to them, and I emailed them. I remember I was just like, I felt bad, but I was just like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, I need to unsubscribe because I'm gonna try save money for a house. And I felt so bad. Like, are you sure you want to cancel? I'm like, yeah, I need to cancel. I need to save money. Um, cancelled. Had my accident, and Nobby was one of those brands that like had donated thousands to my GoFundMe and I was just like wow and then they subscribed me for free and I was just like I was just so grateful for that I was like fuck I actually love Nobby and now I'm getting like now I don't have to like worry about like buying it but I can still wear something that I love and um yeah I've I've you know met Rob and Rob's a legend and I met the crew um earlier last year when I did a photo shoot that all amazing like you, you just know like Anyone that's a part of Nobby is just – it's a great family and network um, to be involved with. And it's just proper passion. Yeah. You know, you get to you get to hang around some of the people from them. Yeah. And they're just so passionate about everything they're into. Yeah. Not just their own brand. Like just – you know you know when someone listens to you? Yeah. And you go, they genuinely listen to what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Love it. I love it. I, yeah. I And that's what I mean. Like and that's why I was having this conversation with – so, uh, one of the girls the other day and they were just like, do you not get paid by Nobby? You're like, you post so – I'm like, no, I like, I love them. Like I, I, I love their brand and I love what they do. Like don't get me wrong. Like, you know what I mean? It takes time and I get like, you know, people like get paid for something. But I just generally love them. Like yep. I, I don't like – the stuff. they flew me out to Queensland to do this photo shoot, got a free tattoo. You can see it there, the mermaid. Um from them and stuff like that and then yeah I, I just think they're just a good bunch of people and I feel like you know uh what goes around comes around and yeah it's just a great great company and I'm hoping to see them this weekend so fingers crossed that goes ahead awesome LSKD have you seen the new facility no I seen their new facility online yeah and I think see, do you know where it is no is it it's really close I know where the old one is yep. but I don't know where the new one is so the new one's closer to here Right. Yeah, right. so like if you're coming back down the freeway, um, yeah, it's like six or seven minutes away from here. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I have to tell you where it is on your way back, for, for your way back to the coast anyway. Yeah, see Jason um, on Facebook. Like I've had him on Facebook for ages and like I see all the, like his family, like it's just gorgeous family. I'm always like love, 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 <laughs> react to all their posts. And then I've seen the warehouse, I'm like that is, it's just, I think it's cool when you've like been wearing their stuff for yeah. so long. I mean, I was a little bit late to the party, but, you know, back in 2014, started wearing that stuff and, that again, they sent me clothes and just free and I'll wear their stuff. I'm actually wearing LSKD now. Yep. Like, I'll wear it, like, again, like, not sponsored, not influenced, like, not like that. It's just because I generally love this brand. Like, same vibe, same, yeah. I'm a local to here. So he, Jason's a local. He, he went to the school over and to see their, their journey, like you're saying, I, yeah. like, just love what they've done. Yeah, like, and then just stoked, like stoked to see. Yeah. yeah, stoked to see someone succeed and yep. do well and get people involved and evolve. Like I, I love like when I seen them them change from L um L what was it? LKI. LKI. Jesus, I already forgot LKI <laughs> to yep. LSKD, and I could see. I was like, oh, I just see what Jason's doing here. Like he's evolving and he's adapting, and it's just like you know growing bigger. And I just I, I love that. Like yeah. It's huge and like you look at um, – like I'm a video person. Obviously, that's my job yeah. and I've seen there's a job pop up with them, them crew the other week and it's for a TikTok video creator. Yeah. I'm like, wow, a brand has to employ that now? Like, yeah. 
and that's a huge brand. Like they're um, like growing brand and that. How things change, eh? Yeah, that was the, I was thinking that we would have that conversation with someone else. It's a content creator as well. That's, that's his a job. job. And I'm like, it's crazy. Like the stuff that they would do. But like, God, what a sick job that would be. <laughs> oh, it'd be awesome. Yeah. Sometimes you look at it, wow, that'd be pretty cool. Rebel Wings for Life. Yeah. How'd that come about? Robbie Madison giving was us, it? yeah, Robbie Madison when he rang, um, he's just like, you know, like there's, you know, Red Bull Wings for Life um, that put a lot of money into spinal cord injury yeah. research and stuff like that. And because um, I'm not big on donating, sadly, um, to like big foundations like cancer ones or because I just, in the back of my head, I think of like the people that are at the supermarket trying to get donations are getting paid who is paying mm. their bills for being there that day yeah. Red Bull they sponsor the Wings for Life program so the Wings for Life world mm. run that happens every year Mother's Day that I, I my favourite event of the year like hands down I recommend anyone wants to go to something that even if you're not a runner because you can run 100 metres 200 metres it doesn't matter it's the best vibe best same as we are talking about Nobby LSK like it's just the right atmosphere, right? Um, Red Bull actually sponsor these events. So Red Bull will cover the costs for holding these events and all that. And then all the money that gets donated goes directly to spinal cord injuries um, research. And, yeah, Robbie got me hooked up with the guys at Red Bull, spoken to a few of them, the owners in um, Sydney, the, the guys that run it in Sydney, have met them in Melbourne. And, yeah, just they're, they're amazing crew, another, another good bunch of people. So good event, hey? Yeah. yeah. Have you done it? No, nah, I've looked you at it a few to. times. And you I have obviously to. got a few friends within the that sort of area. It'd yeah. be interesting to do. You no, you will love it. Like honestly, because it's like you you can't I can't describe it, but like when you're there and you know everyone around the world is doing it at the exact same time and the the biggest key thing is that the fact that you don't need to be a runner. Because it mm. doesn't matter how far you run, there is no finish line. You have half an hour to get as far as you want, whether you want to walk, crawl, skip. You've got half an hour and then a catcher car takes off theoretically and chases you down. Once it chases you down, you're out of the race. So it's it's just, yeah, cool vibe. It'd be awesome. Yeah. What's your future? Um, what do you I, see? I don't – honestly, like I feel like I've held off those thoughts until I come to Queensland because I feel like Queensland is where – my future will become a lot more clearer and again new year new me but like this whole <laughs> podcast stuff like listening to podcasts listening to you youtube and yeah I, now after today like honestly and after even you thank thank you again for like offering to help me but like honestly i think like it's something that i might possibly do i might start a podcast um get to queens and start drifting maybe get into more of the youtube stuff and not for like gaining followers on the you like I don't care about the subscriber it's just like more like putting more passion and effort into what I'm producing on YouTube so then one day when I look back it's not going to be like this like shaky phone like recording me drifting like I want to be able to look back and be like there's a sick video edits that I've got of me drifting and yeah. stuff like that so I feel like at this stage at this stage it's going to be me living in Queensland filming and YouTubing my drifting journey Possibly starting a pot. Actually, the most realistic thing now, I'm just going to state it now, that I'll probably do a podcast. I'm saying that out loud because if I say it out loud, that's how it happens. Yeah. That's that's my rule. If I say it out loud, I'm doing it. It's in the universe. Just like I said to um, Bob the other day, I'm like, I'm getting nipple piercing on my way home. 
from Queensland. So I've said that out loud. That's going to happen as well. Are <laughs> well, you just going to stop at a truck stop or something? <laughs> no, no, no. I've got, I've got a mate in Griffith. I'm like, oh, I'm going to book in with her and get it done. Uh, cool. But if you don't say it out loud, it doesn't happen. Yeah, it doesn't happen. That's where your car is, Griffith? Is that where you uh, My drift car, yep, drift Griffith. Car's there? Yep, yep, in New South Wales. Ah, so you obviously know people there. That's why it's there. And uh, honestly, no. Like de- I put up a – when I bought the Shell in – the Shell was in Tassie and I put up a story saying, does anyone ever like or know anyone that has an LS1? And Dean Ross had been following me for years and he mes- reached out and messaged and we just got along. And, again, I'm, like, big on vibes, connections with people, yeah. just genuine people and Dean's another absolute legend I'll do anything for. Um, we connected really well and I was like, fuck it, well, you'll be – I got the motor off um, him and then I was like, I'm going to leave my car with you and get you to – Build it. He hasn't done a drift car. He does um, restorations and all like old wow. school cars and stuff. So he's like a perfectionist. So like my car is a nightmare for him because mine is like a complete mess. But um, we're getting there. Um, he's, he's like, I want to do a paint job before. He's like, no, Dean, can't afford it. We're not doing it. Yeah. So <laughs> Wow. So so it's getting built pretty well. Oh, everything's getting fab. Like everything. Yeah. That's why everyone's like, oh, like messages me. Like I get... Like when you ask me about the negative comments, like I'll get guys being a bit like smart asses. Like, why don't you just, it would have been cheap if you just done this or why don't you do this or you're doing this wrong. And it's just like, I don't care. I'm doing what I want to do and I want to build a car. And I love the fact that Dean's fabbing everything, like the cross members, the exhaust, everything is custom fabbed in it. Like it's, yeah. it just make it makes me feel like I've got more of a sentimental value to this car because not only has one of my mates built it, but it's it's been built, not bought. Yeah, there's passion in it. Yeah. You know, like we said about the brands before. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, your hand, there's, there's yeah, there's, something to it. Uh, people got to realise it's not always about the end journey, like getting in the car and drifting is going to be great. It's the process of everything. Yep. You've got to enjoy the whole process and, yeah. Great. I reckon that's a great spot to end this. <laughs> like because that is exactly how life is, eh? Like, yeah. yeah. The end of it, whatever, but it's the journey that makes you there. I remember that with the freestyle, same as that. I was like, as long as you're enjoying the journey, like that, that's that's the most important thing. You got to enjoy that, otherwise, the end destination is not going to be as good as you think it is. Hundred percent. Yeah. Where can people <laughs> find you online? You're already found online because you're an influencer or whatever. But <laughs> where can people see you online? Ah, uh, at Christina underscore Vithulkas, spelled V I T H O U L K S. Um. Um, on Instagram, they can find me there and uh, you will fly, find plenty of stuff and uh, in there if you want to look deep enough. <laughs> and there, there, is a, there is a YouTube channel as well. Yep. Um, yeah, you've got a couple of vlogs on there, I guess, yep. as well, and they'll continue to grow, I guess. Yeah, the yeah. Driftcast. I've started. I've got about four out. I need to do another one this week and upload that. So if people want to follow the progress and me getting out drifting for the first time, which is going to be very exciting. Spoiler alert, I'm going to have Drift Squid, um, Jake Jones, a mate of mine that's like amazing drifter he's going to come out and go drifting with me for my first time so i'm i'm stoked i'm excited awesome well thanks obviously if if they're still listening to the end which it's a fair <laughs> way in, but to mitch and izzy obviously getting this uh yes. hooked up as well yes, friends, thank so you. that's awesome guys so. legends thanks for letting me stay at the house awesome thanks heaps hey and thanks for coming in and uh i'll uh i'll be seeing you around everywhere in queensland no doubt thank you Vic. thank you nice cheers Oh my god, that was that was sick. That's all we have time for on today's show. If you get the chance, head over to YouTube and hit subscribe on the Talk and Chatter page. Also, head over to iTunes and give us a star rating and a review there. It all helps to get the podcast out there. A big thank you goes to everyone that's been doing this already, and uh, we'll be back with another show soon.